Welcome to this vision hearing show. I am your host Dishan Dilva. Today I am going to have a chat with Ms. Radhika Puaya, speech language pathologist who have experience for more than 30 years in this field. So, let's talk about speech and hearing. It's a great honor to have you on the show today, Ms. Radhika Puaya, and also I would like to welcome you to the speech and hearing show. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to and proud that you thought of something so nice and novel, which will help increase awareness. Thank you. Tell us about yourself for our listeners. I am a speech language pathologist uh, and a behavior analyst, a US board certified behavior analyst. And what is what am I trained for? I am trained to plan and identify and plan treatment for children and adults with communication disorders. so communication disorders can mean children who can't hear can't speak because of different problems they or they have stammering or clarity problems they have language delay due to associated conditions like autism hearing impairment cognitive delay cerebral palsy so we are trained to improve communication in children with communication disorders About fifteen uh, years ago, I started learning a new subject called applied behavior analysis, because that was uh, that was required because children with autism pose such severe behavior problems that I could not handle them. I could not bring about the required changes that I would love to have brought about. So I was looking for is there a better is there anything else that can help our children with autism? And I was uh, introduced to applied behavior analysis. So I finished my masters from Florida University in the US, and I prepared for the US board exam, and I passed that. So that's why we are called US board certified behavior analyst. So I've been in this field for the last thirty-two years. I graduate post graduation from All India Institute of Speech and Hearing in Mysore, and I have worked in different settings, from a hospital setting to a school setting, and I have started a lot of new things. When I went to Munnar. I started my career in Kerala in a small tea district that grows tea garden, the tea gardens. And uh, when I went there as a bride, I really didn't know what to do there. So I talked to the medical officers there, and I started a speech and hearing department in that hospital. And I was very lucky; I got the support because it is Tata Tea, the company that has a humanitarian side to it also. So they supported me, and finally they built a school today. And there's a vocational training center today. So all my children, whom I've identified almost 30 years ago, they're all standing on their own feet, working and earning for them. Then I came to Bangalore and I worked in different settings. And in 2002, I started a private clinic just to provide speech therapy in a private setup. You know, so that earlier at that time, no speech therapy was available in a very unorganized way. that means you went to the speech therapist house and you did therapy or you went to organizations and received therapy so i said let me start a private therapy center so that from um, it will be more professional in the approach so i started the first clinic in bangalore and then in 2005 i was convinced that it's time to work towards increasing manpower in this country in our country so i said okay let's get into uh, professional development and that's how we started smart institute My next question is, why did you think of pursuing this field? So I was uh, very clear on what I can do as when I was thinking 
20 years old, I was very clear what is my strengths and what are my weaknesses. I knew I was good at science, but I knew I could not become a doctor because I didn't have the mental makeup to handle, you know, diseases and look at people who are not sick, who were very sick and, you know, handling blood and cleaning and all. That was the major impression you have of a doctor, okay, or a dentist. I said, I don't want to do that kind of work, but I want to be in the field of science and I want to be with children. So I didn't know which profession I can do. So people were saying, John, become a teacher. I said, I, teaching is just teaching. I like teaching, but I want to be involved in the subject of science. You know, I want to be involved with human body. I am very fascinated by the way the human body works. And I want to be part of in that field. And I was so fortunate that I got to know about this field. And it was the only college in India was in Mysore. And my parents were in Mysore. So it was a really destiny, you know, played its role. And I, and the biggest challenge was there were only 20 seats those days. The whole country, there were only 20 seats for that college because it was the only college in the country. So I was very lucky that I got into it. But I think I worked very hard. That's why I got into it. I knew that there were only 20 seats. There's no other way to get into this course. So I really worked very hard and I achieved my goal and joined it. So it is a very, it balances my personality very well because I love children, I like being with children and I am good at science. So it's, I'm like a doctor as well as a therapist for the child. So it blends both the things that I'm good at. In the introduction, you mentioned that you are a behavior analyst. So tell us what is ABA and how it helps speech therapy? Sure, sure. So applied behavior analysis is a new subject that has come into the world. But the earlier research has been done almost 70 years ago. But it was such a new concept that people took so long to accept and understand what B.F. Skinner, the father of behavior analysis, was trying to say. So what is a challenge for children with disability is how do we teach them, right? Children with disability do not have an internal desire to improve like all of us do. We have, we are all social. So we know we have to go to school. We like to follow the social paradigm and carry on like our parents did, like our brothers and sisters did. So we are aware of that social. So therefore, motivation is inbuilt in us to learn. So this a schooling system is good enough to teach us all. But children with autism always pose the challenge to all educators and uh, medical professionals. These children are so difficult to train. And they are totally had to be institutionalized those days. So researchers were always looking for methods of how to train uh, the, how to train children with mental retardation or children with autism. There are the challenges, you know, for teaching because they had good hearing, but they just had to learn. And then this applied behavior analysis was used. And what is the basic principle is behavior analysis is about human behavior. And what it actually behavior means what? any form of action that we do. So even learning, how do you learn something? That also is a human behavior. And that is what we are looking at. How do you learn to do anything? How do you learn to talk? How do you learn to cycle? How do you learn to cook? How do you learn to, how do you learn to do maths? All this is the, under the review of behavior analysis. What do, how does human beings learn? And how, why do they do what they do? And how do they maintain what they have learned? So they started applying these. So Skinner, what did he do? He did a lot of experiments in the laboratory. And he came up with certain five behavior principles. 
that govern human beings. So he found out a very simple thing that today it seems very simple that reinforcers, if I get, if what I do results in a positive outcome, I will repeat that action again. What I do gives me a negative outcome, I will not repeat it again. So the simple form of reward and punishment was proved in the laboratory by PSK. And now these are the simple principles, but they are adapted to tailor to into the child's development. How to motivate this child to learn and how to discourage him from doing what he does, what he should not be doing. So it's a package of improving all aspects of a child. So as speech pathologists, you are only trained to do communication. We have a little understanding of handling uh, how to improve learning. But behaviorness is a super specialization on learning skills, how to improve learning in a, in a learner, in a child. I don't say child because you can teach a young child, you can teach an adolescent, you can teach an adult. What are the principles that we have to use to bring about learning in anybody? So applied behavior analysis gives us this knowledge of how to bring about these changes. So we can improve communication and we can reduce all undesirable behavior. So it's a very powerful science. And with the combination of speech language pathology, it's very powerful tool to improve not only communication and reduce behavior problems in children with all disabilities and especially children with autism. I heard that you are going to start an ABA course in India. Can you tell us about it? Yes, I've been thinking about uh, starting a, a course in India. And uh, since we have been running a degree program with Bangalore Central University for the last 15 years, I have put a proposal to start a diploma, a postgraduate diploma in behavior analysis. And we were supposed to have a meeting in April and take it forward, but unfortunately, this lockdown has delayed all the decisions. But uh, Bangalore University is very interested and very open. They are very happy to start new courses. We have to now get a tie-up with uh, a foreign university that can support us in the curriculum and I'm sure this will go happen and Sambad doing it, my college doing it, the positive part is now that I can add speech pathology uh, topics into the because a behavior anal analyst if she doesn't understand language development or speech development she will have to depend on somebody else to do that aspect but if like me, I am trained in both the subjects. So parallelly, I can do both the uh, training for the child. So that is much more effective than to having two separate professionals, you know. Then the child gets a very integrated approach. Parents get one professional to talk to. So it's really useful for the parents. Because actually communication and behavior go hand in hand. So I want to develop a course that has behavior analysis as well as speech language uh, development and correction procedures all in one. So, it's going to be one of its kind in the world. According to you, what is the future of speech therapy going to be like? I think the future in our Asian countries is very, very high. Very, very good. Because it's a developing country. Till now, people had uh, no ambition or no idea that the child with disability had, could have a better life. We didn't have enough professionals to give the families who had a child who had any kind of disability that they can have a good life. That hope itself was not there. So in a developing country like ours, parents just said, oh, bad luck, our fate is not good. This child has born with this. Let us just look after him. They could not aim that this child should go to school, this child should be independent because there were no professionals to help them. 
guide them. How does a parent know what to do with that problem? So today I think in at least in as education is improving, as uh, internet has spread, people are becoming aware and professionals are increasing. We all, more professionals are coming into this field. I think it's a booming field. I think from now the next 50 years, speech pathology will really bloom in all Asian countries. And I think we are in a very good phase of our, of our field in, in India and in Sri Lanka. We should create more awareness that it is possible to have a better life. Children with born with disability or families with you can dream, you can hope that your child will communicate better. You can dream that your child will go to school. You can dream your child will work, if not independently, with support. That technology is available today. That know-how, the knowledge is available. It's our job to spread it. And then, you know, it will be easier. And the quality of life of everybody will improve. Now, people with disabilities about 5% or 8% of society. They were completely marginalized. Now, if we give them a chance, they can also come. I think our, all of us should work with that motivation and that aim and objective. But let's bring them back to mainstream. Before we wrap up, can you give some tips for parents who are currently at home with their children who have communication difficulties? Because I want to add some value for them. Yeah, so what I would generally say is well, this is the time when you have a little extra time. So it is a time to see whether your language which come of your child is generalized. You can, because when children get therapy, generally it's individual therapy, right? So we generally tell our parents, please generalize it with all family members. Please generalize it for all settings. Like he should be able to use his vocabulary and language with every family member and with uh, his extended family. So sometimes parents don't have the time to practice that. Because he's, when a child has a communication disorder, he needs a, once he gets the training, he needs practice to get fluent in that skill, right? See, it is a new skill for him. He is not born with a natural aptitude to communicate. So we need to understand that and give him multiple practices so that he gets the practice and becomes confident in using those uh, that uh, language to communicate. So this is a time to generalize this. And give him the support, prompt him to talk to everybody, create a situation that communication happens more often, especially with children with autism. They are, they are so happy to be by themselves. They do not want to interact. So we have to help uh, create situations where they need us. So, you know, we call that sabotaging. So while the child is uh, doing something, you, if you are you know, playing a simple activity like uh, blowing a bubble, you pause, just waiting creates the need for communication. If you continue doing the whole routine as it is, without him, you don't wait for him. Where is the need for him to communicate? So especially for children with autism, sabotaging means waiting in between a routine. And that waiting prompts him, and then you prompt him to communicate. So that helps under, helps him understand, okay, if I talk, the work gets done faster, right? But for other disorders like children with hearing impairment, you have to again create a lot of more, uh, you know, stimulating it, uh, environment for them. So do an activity and ask them what questions, why is this happening like this, describe objects to them, you know, show them what's going on, talk about what's going on, why you are, now that you are home, at home, you're cooking all the time, you're cleaning. So the daily routine is a very good place for language development. 
that's how we all learned language right when we were young we were followed our mothers all around the house and that's the conversation that's how language development happened no parents sits one to one so it is happens in a very natural manner so now use this natural environment to create opportunities to develop whichever aspect of your child's language that has to be developed then you also can develop play skills you know our kids should, there has there's no time to go out and play so now you have to find things to keep them occupied at home all right so uh, you can develop this ability to play with blocks try games try activities that do not need too much of instruction that he can play by himself like water play playing with sand playing with maybe not sand is not available but you know uh, grain playing with grain sorting grain if the child is at that level just do that if a child is at a little higher level look at picture books take out the family albums read stories to them play games with them play board games all are traditional board games you can try start playing the board games with them and keep them occupied and also allow them a little bit of leisure time so their parents are little worried to give tv time i say one hour a day doesn't harm anybody all right so even if he has a child with difficulty one hour one and a half hours two hours a day gives him a little leisure time and gives the parents a little time and now you have lot of games and educational things on ipad so you can train your kids to do that we have trained even moderately or severe autistic children to play games on on ipad because the visual field is very easy for them to make sense of they understand the visual field very well visual image very well so they can learn to do matching on ipad they can do coloring on the ipad and that's how they can keep themselves busy so parents should aim to use this time to become make the child little independent to play and not be there all the time with the child so prompt fading like i will call it fading away your support to the child so that he becomes more independent in doing activities yourself then the quality of life for the family improves otherwise if the mother has to be constantly with the child it's very tiring it's very tiring and very uh, difficult for the parents so this is the time to slowly learn how to fade away the prompt and make him slowly independent in doing what he's doing and this is also a time to try working out with you discuss with your therapist they will give you tips on how to improve toilet training how to do self help so a self help that means learning toilet learning compression self all these skills require a lot of practice and now that you have the time you can give that practice you know so three things communication leisure skills and self help these are the three things that they can focus on in doing during this lockdown of course that they need help they can always contact their therapist because parents may not know what to do so keep in touch with your professional get your get the tips for them and continue doing that thanks for your valuable time and it was great to have you on the show thank you so much very nice talking to you thank you and all the very best 